this is uh, it's been good. We've been talking to uh, Stan Leroy, who is uh, a pillar in St. Louis. Everybody has seen this man. Um, and today I'm honored to have him on uh, Black Health Matters uh, with us today. You know, we just invite good people on and, and talk to them about what they're doing to try to improve the health of our folks. Mm -hmm. Now, we talk about black people a lot, not just because we black, but because we know that the health and well-being of black people is paramount. Um, we have some of the, the greatest challenges facing us uh, in, the, in the nation from heart disease to cancer. Every, every uh, preventable disease you could imagine, we're at the top of the list, right? Um, and, and, and I think that there's a whole lot of stuff that we can do to change it. And, uh, but more importantly, we got a whole lot of change agents out here. And so uh, I ran into Stan the other day and we had a chance to finally just connect on a, on a personal level. It was it's like we've been passing each other quite a bit. And uh, as a matter of fact, he stopped me in the grocery store. He's like, man, that's hard. And let me stay in here and just wait. When a brother, when you're in a conversation, you check it out and a big old brother is standing there waiting, looking for you to finish up. You're like, let me wrap up what I'm doing to find out with this brother. <laughs> so man, so man, so it was good to, to sit and to, to connect with you uh, and to really have some conversations with you. So I'm honored to have you here today. Pleasure. We ain't got no script. That's good. We ain't got no script at all, man. I we like just, it when there's no script. There ain't no script, man. We, I just want to find out about you, share your passion with the people who choose to, to, to spend a little time with us, man. Um, but let's just start out, man, just talking about who you are, you know, and all the kind of stuff that you do, oh, how God, you came man. about doing it. Uh, I don't know about the grace of God, brother. It's by the grace of God. I come from a family of uh, five boys and two girls. Both of my sisters are older than me. I'm the oldest son. And you know in families, a lot falls on the oldest son, especially oh, yeah. if there's a one-parent household. My mother raised seven kids by herself. And uh, yeah, I mean, I went through all the, all the troubles that a, a teenager would go through mm -hmm. uh, from a single-parent uh, household, not saying that that's how every single parent household is, but that's how mine was, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, grew up in St. Louis, been here all my life, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, it's, just, it's just the average uh, kid, man, uh, who had, who uh, God has had his hand on all my life and didn't know it. You know, I mean, God has his hand on everybody, everyone. I'm not that special, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, I happen to come out of Sodan High School. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, matter of fact, I got put out of Sodan High School in, in my uh, senior year, but my football scholarship followed me to Southwest High School, which was one of our rivals. And I finished my football, uh, high school football uh, career at South, Southwest High School. And I ended up going to Oklahoma State, play football. The second year, uh, damaged my shoulder, mm. away from campus. Uh, didn't want them to know that it was an off-campus injury. You know, because it would mess with my scholarship. Mm -hmm. So I hid it until one day in practice, one of the coaches peeped that I wasn't, I wasn't hitting the uh, the dummy. You know, what I mean, I was avoiding contact. I was a middle linebacker, mm -hmm. and uh, they sent me, you know, get it checked out and come to come to. I messed up my shoulder, uh, rotator cuff was totally totally torn. You know, what I mean, mm -hmm. and back then, you know, all they were doing was orthoscopic surgery, just that long ugly scar. And I was afraid. So I left college and came home. And uh, this is where it gets really tragic at because I didn't have a man in my life. 
to give me instructions on what to do or how to do it or what have you. Had uncles, but they're from the deep south. They, they didn't know basically anything about sports injuries or even how to tell a young man like me what to do. You know, they were, old, they were older guys from the cotton field. You know, so I was left to fend on my own. My mom didn't know what to do. She just took me to doctors and they were saying, you know, two or three different things. So I got frustrated and uh, didn't go back to school. Long story short, ended up getting in trouble and going to jail. You know, going to jail. And uh, uh, while I was in jail, you know what I mean, uh, started going to church service like everybody else. And, and uh, this one couple took a liking to me. They saw something in me that I didn't know that was in me. You know, and that's, and that's common. You see things in other people that they haven't realized yet. Mm-hmm. And you take a liking to them or you want to pull them under your wing and, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, counsel and tutor them. So that's how, my, uh, that's how I got into uh I always continue to work out. So that's how I've, I've been in fitness all my life, you know. Uh, became a, went to, uh, got my degree in uh, exercise physiology because I went back to school. Got my degree in exercise physiology and I've been, I've been fit ever since, rolling in the fitness field ever since. So that's the first part of my life, you know. And the second part of my life is, man, I haven't looked back, you know. It's been uh, one thing after another. I became a personal trainer full time in 1995 and I haven't looked back. You know, so that's why I'm still in the fitness field today, and uh, I'm trying to get out of it for us, the training and everything, because I like to talk, as you see. So I do a lot of seminars, you know, from, from Dallas to D.C. to Baltimore, uh, St. Louis. I, li- I like to do seminars, talk, yeah. tell people a little bit about nutrition and what have you. I'm doing some work at the Cooper Institute now in Dallas, Texas, you know what I mean? Uh, so... Tell me what the message is, right? So what's your, what, what's one, I, you got a huge, you got, you got so many things that we've talked about already, right? Mm-hmm. But tell me about the core uh, message that you're trying to communicate to people about their health and well-being. Wow. Mm. Live, uh, stay strong, live long. Stay strong, live long. Uh, there's a, there's a, a, a concept where, you know, uh, Live now, die later. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Live now, die later. That's right. And I always tell younger people, uh, I get this a lot, uh, you know, hey, OG, when I grow up, I want to be like you. I tell them, okay, you make sure you get here, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Make sure you get here. You know, when people mm-hmm. laugh and say, uh, you know, dad, you old, I'll be like, ain't that your goal? <laughs> isn't, that your, isn't that your goal? I'm Somebody your, told you that? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Dad, you old. You know what I mean? 62 ain't old, man. I'm, I feel like, honestly, I feel uh, I can remember back when I was 40. When I was 40, I had a catastrophic injury. First injury, I mean, first time I've ever had to go up under the knife. Because mm. I didn't, I never had surgery on his shoulder. I rehabbed it myself to the best of my ability. But in 2000, uh, I was training with my boy Mark Clark. He's in D.C. now. Matter of fact, he just got a great, uh, just got a big job. Uh, kudos out to you, brother. Hey, I, man, wish, we I love, wish you much love. Man, St. Louis loves and miss mm-hmm. Mark Clark, man. Yeah, that, Mark that's Clark. our guy, man. Yeah, I was training with him, and he had just flew out of here to D.C. So I was up, I was training by myself at Flow Valley, uh, the hill, the famous oh, yeah. hill. Everybody knows and, the hill. And uh, uh, my leg buckled backwards. This is my left leg, so sometimes I walk with a, a limp because I have slight drop foot. Mm. And uh, they wanted to amputate it. 
in the emergency room because they had never seen anything like it. They thought I got threw off a motorcycle. When actually I stepped in a gopher hole and my leg buckled backwards, you know what I mean? And I look back at that, that was a major turning point in my life because I was big, I was arrogant, you know what I mean? Mm. Prideful. But like they said before, uh, pride goes before fall, you know, and that was mine. And as I look back on it, it was just my destiny because that led me to who I am today and it led me to where I am today. And I'm sitting here talking to you. You know, you never know. You got, you know, you got plans for your life, but destiny has a different plan for your life. Absolutely. You know, so. Absolutely. I had a brother say all things in the universe are in order. We just and have to get with it. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. We just got to get our mindset mm -hmm. on, on that. Mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit about mindset. You know, we were talking a little earlier about the things that we consume. Mm -hmm. and, and usually when somebody uses the word consume, we think about eating. So I want you to take me through eating, watching, hearing, all of that. Hmm. What, I, is it, uh, what is it about this consumption that, that, that we need to be aware of? You know, I saw a quote on, on I, don't know, I think it was Facebook about a month ago, and it says that, if you really pay attention, everything's your teacher. I didn't have to think about that. It instantly, it, 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 it instantly resonates. Truth resonates. It says, yeah. if you really pay attention, everything's your teacher. We live, I, and, and, and it's so true, I, I, I'm, I'm constantly every day mm -hmm. trying to avoid living in the paradigm that we call society. Mm -hmm. If everybody's doing it, it must be right. You know what I mean? Uh, do it because it feels good. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a conversation with a young, uh, a young lady the other day, and uh, we were talking about what's called body shaming. Body shaming. And uh, she says she wear what she want to wear. As long as it feels good, look good to her, she don't care what nobody else thinks. And uh, because I, I see the way she lives, she absorbs everything. She absorbs everything. And that's a type of paradigm living. Uh, I listen to Anthony Roberts a lot too, uh -huh. you know what I mean? And he talks about the paradigm. Avoid the paradigm. Uh -huh. uh, pay attention to your surroundings. Pay attention to uh, what you consume mentally. Uh -huh. Forget the physical, it's the mental. Because if you consume the, good, the right things mentally, you'll consume better things physically, you know? Uh, just for instance, uh, prostate, uh, dealing with prostate health and stuff like that. A lot of cancers are bought on, we think a lot of cancers are bought on by A, B, and C, but it's the D that's, that's the culprit behind everything. Uh, and high animal fats, you know what I mean? Uh, I uh, just found out about two years ago that a lot of diabetes is bought on by consumption of too much animal fat. Mm -hmm. Well, doctors don't, a lot of doctors don't teach us that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's such a broad spectrum, and I try to pay attention to everything so that I'll narrow it down, do research. I, don't, I, I read, but reading is like a rock skipping on the water. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get under the water, you got to use a heavier rock. Mm -hmm. And that's so research comes in that. Yeah. So when it comes to uh, how I live and how I try to teach people to live, I teach people don't move so fast. Try not consume, don't consume everything mentally that everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. Don't consume everything that smells good and look good. Mm -hmm. Just because you have a taste for it don't mean it's good for you. Oh man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, 
the White Castle had this saying, give in to the crave, give in to the crave. See, that's, that's, that's marketing genius there, mm-hmm. give in to the crave. No, don't give in to the crave. Because when you give in, to, if, you, if you ignore the crave, it'll leave you because it knows somebody else is craving it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, just like if you take fat, I tell people, you have a, fat always finds a home. It can be in a double cheeseburger. It can be in a plate of macaroni and cheese. I've never seen homeless fat. Fat always finds a home. <laughs> you just make sure you're not as home. I done created a home for fat. I got exactly. home, I got home for yeah. it, it, it right here. Exactly. You just make sure it's not you. You know, I've never uh, seen homeless fat. You know what I mean? So uh, that's the type of thinking <laughs> I try to get people to think. Instead of uh, just the paradigm way of thinking. Yeah. You know, yeah. Think outside the box. Don't get in the box. Everybody else is in the box. Yeah. You know, I mean? I, you know man, I, I often say we need to be the best example of the message that we're preaching. Um, you know, when I, when I really discovered uh, my background is, so, is in social work. Mm-hmm. And I've spent the last 25 years trying to figure out how do we turn things around in the lives of black folks? Um, you know, I work with kids and uh, our kids have a, a lot of challenges. And I've seen kids, man, super bright, super motivated, and somewhere along the way they just lose their way. They don't have resources and things just turn, something happens in their lives and they just don't live up to their fullest potential. And that there's nothing worse than to see a child not grow into their potential. And so, man, I've been trying to figure out all kinds of ways to connect them with the right schools, connect them with the right scholarships so they can go to the right colleges and and working with families and trying to get them the resources that they need. But after 25 years, I've realized that the greatest resource challenge that we're having is a mental resource challenge, getting our minds right, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, And what you just said was just brilliant here it is that um if we're i'm talking to probably one of the most fit fit 62 year olds and and i've ever met and you said it's not so much about all of the food and stuff first Mm -hmm. it's about what you how you think first get your mind right and then the rest of those things will follow exactly it's true man uh you know, I teach a lot, a lot of guys uh, in the gym, outside the gym, guys and, and women, because women are more fit than guys nowadays. Uh-huh. Women have taken over the fitness industry, which is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Because if it was left up to the men, the fitness industry would have died years ago. Mm. Because men buy supplements because we want the quick fix. We're looking at, we're looking at the guy next to us. Yeah. We want to get like him and get big. And, and big doesn't indicate that you're fit. It just indicates that you're consistent mm-hmm. at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They'll buy the supplements. They'll go to the superstores and, and, and the GNCs and spend the money at the store. The women, they buy the services. <laughs> when by men, we buy supplements. We depend on supplements. Women buy services. They depend on the services. You know, because women, I can't kudos to you women. I mean, just, just kudos, man. I mean, seriously, you, man. You're right. Kudos to the women, man. You know, uh, it took me a while. It took me a while growing up to acknowledge just how important women are, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got mothers, aunts. You know. Yes, sir. I've been a train. I started training people in 1995. 
and we're gonna get back to the to the uh, sure, resource sure. thing about the kids. I've been training women since 1995. I mean, people, and the majority, 80 percent of my clientele has always been female. Mm-hmm. Always, guys, they'll look at you across the room and say, "Okay, I can do that. I don't need him." Women, mm-hmm. they come in, they verbalize to you what they want, and they step back and they follow your instructions, not orders, instructions. Mm-hmm. And the thing about this is this, that if you're consistent, if you're consistent, there, there, there's, a, there's a, a quote in the Bible that says, iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. Mm. And what we're lacking in society, like you said, is the resources. Mm-hmm. And I see that every day. It's the resources, man. I'm a kid that grew up as a kid. I didn't have the resources. And my mom didn't have the knowledge on how to go mm-hmm. and get the resources. She was busy working uh, 40 hours a week trying to take care of six, seven kids. Mm-hmm. So the resources were there, but we didn't have the knowledge on how to go yes, get there. Yes, sir. That's and right. And we're talking back in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. You know. So as of right now, you know, uh, I set things apart. Uh, women think different from men on, uh, for us intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, us men, we, we fail to want to follow their intuition. And that's where things go haywire. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I grew up into the person I am to learn how to listen to a woman. Like mm-hmm. I said, I, I'm a minister. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have, I have a, a degree in theology. Mm-hmm. And every time I study or I read, it's always uh, reminding me on how important a woman is because society wants to keep the woman in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as I see that... Uh, you can't do that anymore because they're galvanizing and their intuitions is leading them. I have learned to listen to what a woman says. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not bossed around or I don't, I don't bow, but I appreciate how the oh, woman absolutely. in today's society is evolving and moving. So when a woman talks, I shut up and I listen. You know what I mean? I don't follow orders or whatever, but I listen, you know, because she has a lot to say. Women were designed to prophesy, talk. A lot of times society want her to shut up, but she has something vital to say, mm-hmm. you know. And that's, a, that's a, a thing where they said that there are more women going into the medical field than ever now. Mm-hmm. There are more women that's educators now. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot for society. So the woman has a different passion when it comes to education than the man. You know what I mean? My niece is a principal at Hamilton School. Mm-hmm. I graduated eighth grade from Hamilton School. And now my niece is the principal there. And that's something? Yeah, Starlet is the principal over there. And I think she's doing a great job. Yeah. You know. You you see you mentioned uh just the 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 different mindset. I um I belong to a group called we uh just a group of men who would just get out and run. We started it's called uh uh, black men run. I saw that. Yeah. So we uh, we started just a uh, and 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 this was years ago when you got the t-shirt, just put the t-shirt on you on the black men run. Mm-hmm. They become a real organization now, board mm-hmm. meetings and, oh, really? and conferences. Man, it's in, it's incredible what mm-hmm. what they're doing with the organization now. But what we would do is we would casually get together, you know, sometimes on Tuesday morning at 6.15, sometimes 6.45, you know, whenever the spirit kind of hit us to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we found out about some sisters that were running with black girls run. And these sisters would run every Monday, 
Wednesday, Friday at exactly 5.15 in the morning. Consistency. They, they met at 5.15. By 5.30, they were running. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until we started running with them, the men started running with these women, that we became consistent. Now, yeah. for, the, for the past seven, eight years, mm-hmm. we have the most consistent running group among African-Americans in the St. Louis region. That's and it's because those sisters set the foundation. Mm-hmm. This is what we do on a regular basis. And what men bring is the a different kind of uh, resource to the group. We challenge them to run. We, You know what I mean? But it, it, it is beautiful, the dynamic that happens mm-hmm. uh, with this group. Yeah. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5.15, we're there, 5.30, we're running. And, and you know, I, I would love that. I used to love to run, but that injury oh, yeah. know, stopped my running day hey, years we call, ago. We bro. call that heel Big Bertha. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. we call it Big Bertha. We're yeah. so glad they got all the campus over there uh, at Flow Valley mm-hmm. all messed up. Yeah. Because we don't have to run, <laughs> oh, yeah. we don't have to run okay. Big Bertha no right. more. Right, good. But they're going to open it back up. We're going to go back over mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean along the highway up there. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I saw that. That's yeah. right, that's right. So, yeah, that, that big it's hill, man, it's dangerous. Huh? I, didn't, I didn't realize somebody could mess up their leg over there, their knee. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get that over there, man, and... Uh, my life hasn't been the same, but it's been great, though, but, man. But that was a transformative moment for mm-hmm. you. It's been great, man. Yeah. And then, like I said, women, that consistency, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's that consistency. I, lo- I love to listen to women talk. I, I love to listen, get in the round table with women and just listen oh, yeah. to them talk. Because I'm 62, but I'm constantly learning. Sure. And that's one thing about neurological diseases, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They tell you uh, as you get older, do puzzles, uh, uh, learn new new names and everything sure. every day to keep you sharp there. Yeah, and and I try to do that every day, man. Because when, uh, my mom's eighty three. When mm-hmm. I get eighty three, I still want to. <laughs> I know it's not reality. I mean, sure. I know it's not uh, realistical. But uh, I'm gonna try, brother, to stay fit, man. Until I'm ninety, I want to be like Jack Lalanne, man. Yes, Jack Lalanne was still selling his juicers, and I use a Jack Lalanne juicer too. <laughs> they stopped selling them, but my it's just something about it, man. That everything about that man was. Was on point point until the day he died, man. He was still doing infomercials, standing up strong, but not on the cane or whatever. Standing mm-hmm. up strong, man. I think Jack Lane died of 98, 99, yeah, something like man. that. But you know, uh, it's the consistency, and it's all about how what you feed yourself, your mental first. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's the it's that mental thing, man. Sure. It, 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 the Bible says, "So as a man think it that he is." Yeah. Think good thoughts, man. No yeah. matter what you do, think good thoughts, man, because that's what's going to become who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, watch what you allow in here through your ear gate and your eye gate, because it's going to come out your mouth. It's going to manifest in your in your doings. You know, mm-hmm. your hands, whatever you put your hands to, make sure it's good. Make sure it's good, brother. You know, uh, the resources, man, the resources are out here. We just need more people like you. Mm-hmm. To go out there and galvanize groups of people and individuals yeah. to help our young people because our young people are in dire straits, bro. Absolutely. They really are, man. I have a family full of young people. Uh, even the little kids, seven, eight years old, from my cousins' cousins' kids. Mm-hmm. You know, down that lineage, they know who I am. Yeah. It's not because it because uh the love that everyone else shows me, little kids are watching, so they want to get in on it too. Mm-hmm. Hey, cousin Stan, or whatever. Only because I'm fit. And they're not. 
I mean, uh, just a, a whole lineage of people man, are not fit, man. That's it, man, because you, you... They're not you, fit, bro. A lot of people, will they'll say it, but their lives don't show it. That's what I mean about being a, the example of what you, you're preaching. Mm -hmm. You know, when it's... I mean, what do I look like out here talking about black health matters? And I'm overweight, mm. got all of these... The, 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 all of this happening. You know, I've been very mm -hmm. blessed that I've been healthy mm -hmm. you know but i'm i'm trying my best to live a healthy lifestyle not getting it right but i'm trying to be active i'm trying to uh, get out and 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 bike and do the kind of things that are attainable to people you mm -hmm. know that's why we get out and we ride on on sundays man everybody just the joy of being out on a bike we're not i gotta admit something yeah go ahead i'll be hating on y'all too <laughs> Because I work every Sunday morning, you know. What I mean? I'm at client, I'm at clients' yeah. houses every Sunday morning, and this has been going yeah. on for a couple of years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And someone said to me the other day, they said, "You did she remind? She said you're in charge of your schedule. You That's just right. don't, you just don't want to pull your schedule into compliance. Yeah. You said you were going to be off every Friday. Now you setting appointments on Friday. You see, you know, I, I, I can't help you it. You got to do the boundaries, man. But I hate on you guys, yeah, man, man. On Sunday mornings, fun. man. And I'm like, okay. And then I and then I thought about, I said, I'm gonna go join them. But then I said, well, I ain't got a bike helmet. I don't, oh, like, I don't man, like helmets. No, I don't like helmets. You know what I mean? For the record, <laughs> everybody that comes, you don't even have to have a bike, man. You tell me you need a bike, we'll bring you a bike I, and a bike, brother. <laughs> and, and, and the thing about it is this, it's like wearing a seatbelt. I'm preaching health and fitness, but uh -huh. I get in the car and I pull off without people my seatbelt on. That's not healthy. That's not healthy. I, the reason, one of the reasons I said, well, I don't have a helmet. I don't have a helmet. I don't like helmets and stuff. <laughs> that's, that's a bad example for me. You know what I mean? So Stan, if you're going to ride your Bike, put a helmet come on, on. Yeah, come on so, out. We get you. We we'll get you. Yeah, yeah, man, I've been we'll wanting to join you. you guys for a while, man. I man, really it's have. a, it's a, it's a blessing, and um, and I make I make it real clear. What we do on Sundays is not cycling; mm -hmm. it's biking. Uh, Biking's fun. Biking, cycling, cycling, cycling is tedious. Cycling is fun too. <laughs> cycling is fun, but it it's a whole different mindset, mm -hmm. right? We get on that bike and we cycling. Man, them guys over at the regulators are teaching us how to cycle. Man, one of the top cycling groups in St. Louis is a, a group started by some black men uh, called the Regulators. Man, mm -hmm. and they have a Tuesday night community ride where man, it's it's grown to. You go out every Tuesday evening. Uh, they're meeting over at St. Ferdinand Park, uh, wheels down, I think, at about 6 o'clock. St. Ferdinand, what is that? St. Ferdinand Park out in North County. Man, they've got about 20, 30, 40 people um, uh, riding. And the numbers get big, yeah. even bigger than that. They'll separate you into three groups, A, B, and C. You're depending on how you ride. But, man, they're, they're teaching folks how to ride on the streets mm -hmm. safely, how to draft, mm -hmm. how to get, how to ride in a group, how to have an enjoyable uh, session, man. It's 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 it's, it's amazing. You That's get good, out man. there in group A or B, man. Those guys are doing eighteen to twenty-two miles an hour average, mm -hmm. and they flying, man. We'll you'll see them coming up uh, uh, Hanley Road and down Natural oh, really? Bridge, man. It's it's, good, it's man. fun. So you it's it's a beautiful experience mm -hmm. cycling. Okay. Uh, and I love cycling. Mm -hmm. What we do on Sundays is not cycling, though. We we go out and we bike. 
it's very much like what you used to do when you was 10 years old. You, okay. you get together, big group of people, y'all just, just riding, talking, laughing, joking, talking about each other. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It's just a big community of folks. We do tours around the city. We'll show people. I got a buddy, Nick, that, that, that kind of co-leads this thing with mm -hmm. me, man. We'll show people, do historic tours. We'll go and see all kinds of places. We uh, support a black-owned business after every ride. Right, man. It's just I follow you guys on Facebook. I, I see that, man. It's just a, it's, it's Nick a the one who goes out and say, okay, this is what we're gonna do next Sunday. Oh man, is he he's yeah. the guy that scouts out man, all this. He does he does most of that. Yeah, he okay. comes up with Nick some crazy Lenore stuff. Or yeah, that's yeah, Nick, Nick Noir. Yeah, yeah, I follow you guys on Facebook. Brother's a principal too, man. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he's been in education for about twenty five years, man, okay. and okay. Uh, and and we found a common love in this work, man. And that's he good. turned to me one day. He says, Harlan, man, I think this is our calling. And I said, I, I know it's mine. Mm -hmm. He said, so man, we we we're in this thing, man. And so uh, we we uh, we try our best to uh, to to help make invite people out, show them a good time, introduce them to to biking, and then maybe cycling into this lifestyle of of being healthy, living a healthy lifestyle. If you don't move it, you won't lose it. You got. I mean, the body was designed to move. Yeah. Your arms can rotate this way everything rotates everything moves around your shoulders yeah. can do this you, you can go lateral you can yeah. front backwards you can turn your now you don't want to turn your head all the way around you know <laughs> that's that, that, that's demon stuff there but the head can go far to the right oh, yeah. far to the left absolutely you know, your body was designed to move and if you don't move the body you lose flexibility you know, arthritis sets in, arthritis. Yes. You lose flexibility. You start to get lackadaisical. You, and I tell people this here. A weak frame is a weak brain. Simple mm -hmm. as that. Move the body. Keep it strong. If not, everything else follows. Mm -hmm. The brain gets weak. You know what I mean? That's why mobility is so important. Yeah. If you want to lose weight, move it. Yeah. If you don't move it, you won't lose it, man. Yeah. You know, and, and that's something that I tell people all the time, man. Get up and move, man. All right. You so, know? so man, in the last few minutes that we got together, I need you to give me some real practical advice. You know, give us some, some instruction, you know. Um, uh, and I want you to, to – I'm taking supplements now, man. I'm, 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 I'm running a lot. I'm biking a lot. I'm trying to get back into the swimming pool. And I find myself drained. Man, when I in the morning, man, after we run seven to eight miles, man, I'm I'm drained, uh, and I know that I gotta fuel up, and so, uh, but I want to fuel up the right way. So I got a whole list of supplements that I'm taking. I don't know if I'm eating, taking the right stuff, vitamin D and iron and calcium and all. I understand. That. Trust me, I understand. Man, I've been I doing, try I've to figure out what to eat. A while. I don't know how. To, what what should I be doing? Uh, I think you should stay uh, natural, man. Uh, bag off the supplements uh, for us, uh, uh, manufacturing supplements and stuff. Mm -hmm. Bag up off of those. They're needful when you have, a, mm. you know, uh, uh, African Americans were, were the first to, to be uh, vitamin D deficiency. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to the doctor, you tell your vitamin D levels are low, you've been dragging. And the lack of vitamin D is a, opens a door for all kinds of cancers. Be very careful to keep your vitamin D levels up. No African-American should be vitamin D deficiency mm. in the spring and summertime. <laughs> Never, you know what I mean? As much sun as there is out here. Mm -hmm. But uh, bag off the supplements, and I quoted this earlier, the closer to the earth you eat, mm. the healthier you're gonna be. Mm. Now, mind you that the soil nowadays that produces 
the crop that we eat is nutrient deficient. We know that because, you know, uh, every time they harvest a field, two weeks later, they're planting something else in there. Mm -hmm. So therefore, the earth doesn't have a, a Sabbath. It doesn't have time to replenish. Quote this, this quote from the Bible. It, it says that six years you should harvest your crops and store them up because in the seventh year you should not reap. You should not sow, you should not, uh, uh, sow your fields, nor mm. should you uh, 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 bring your crop in. Sure. Let it come up and fall back to the earth so that it can replenish the soil. Mm -hmm. The earth needs a Sabbath, just like we need a Sabbath. We need a day off. The earth needs a season off mm -hmm. so it can replenish itself. But no, uh, big agriculture, they, they harvesting crops. Two weeks later, they're putting something else in there. The soil is nutrient deficient. Sure. So therefore, the crops that we're eating, the food that we're eating nowadays, is not like it was back 30, 40 years even 50 years ago, sure. you know what I mean, when I was coming up. So what I recommend is that you continue to stay close to the earth because, like I said, the closer to the earth you eat, the healthier you're going to be. The further from the earth you eat, processed foods that's in bags and boxes and stuff, the closer to the grave you get. Mm. So what I recommend, I juice twice a week. I juice fresh watermelon. People are like, watermelon? You know what I mean? Watermelon has, or has gotten a really bad rap over the years, but mm -hmm. watermelon is very, very nutrient-dense. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, I juice watermelon. I juice uh, red beets. Red beets, I, people say, I tell people, they're not just excellent for men's prostate health. They're excellent for women's reproductive health. Mm -hmm. I juice beets. I juice watermelon, a couple uh, fruits that are high in sugar, and then I, then I get the carrots and the spinach and the greens in there. I do this twice a week. I love it. When I'm at the gym working out and I got my shaker cup, you can best believe that is fresh squeezed juice in there. It's no, it's no energy drinks. Energy drinks are very dangerous for you. Stay away from them. Energy drinks are not uh, mm -hmm. nutrients. They're activators. They stimulate your central nervous system to make you think you got energy. But the crash is coming, and they're very hard on the pancreas and the liver. Stay away from energy drinks. The best energy drink you could juice, uh, drink is fresh juice. That's it, and water. Uh, but I highly recommend uh, eat fresh greens, avocados, uh, oatmeal, things of that nature. We know what to eat. We just don't have a desire to eat it. You know, I can talk to people on the street, man, or just someone who, who you think doesn't work out or whatever. They know they shouldn't be eating it. They, I know I shouldn't be eating this, but, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Well, uh, 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 I pulled up on a lady the other day, and uh, she asked me, could she get over the letter over in the lane? And she had, a, she had some McDonald's fries doing this. And I, I said, sure, come on over. And uh, it was a traffic jam. I said, come on over. And I, and I said, oh, what are you eating? She said, uh... <laughs> Uh, you like it's like the, you know it's like she got caught red-handed. Uh, uh, we're we're strangers. We're in different cars. I said, "What do you eat?" By the way, she said, uh, "Fries." Then she said, "Fries." I know I shouldn't be eating them. I said, "Yeah." I said, "Come on over, go ahead." You know what I mean? So people know what they should and shouldn't do. It's just that we don't have the strength, or uh, we don't have the strength to do it. Mental strength, the desire yeah. to do it, or or we know what we're doing and we're going to do what we want to do. You know, people know that they should be healthier, but they don't have the, they don't have that inspiration or that gumption to get up and be healthier. Yeah. What I recommend to you, Harlan, you got to get more sleep. 
you got to get more sleep, brother. You know, uh, like us do, like we said earlier, in the, in the fall, winter time, we get, we, we get, we average seven, eight hours. Spring, summer, we're averaging four to six hours. That's not enough. You're a busy guy. You know what I mean? You're a very busy guy. You got to get your body time to reboot or else your body's aging. You might look the same here, but those organs mm. and, 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 that's, and that super highway, we call your, we call your, your, your uh, the super highway is your lymphatic system. Mm. And where, where all the blood runs through, that's sure. aging because it hasn't time to rest and reboot. You got to get out the way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you don't get out the way, your body will lay you down. It, it, you, you'll just feel exhausted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that takes a while to come out of. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go into a state of exhaustion because it might take four or five days to come out of it. It might take two weeks to come out of. And sure. it affects you mentally. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. You, you, you got it. We got to get more rest, man. So if I'm getting up at 430 in the morning, I need to be going to bed at Oh God! Nine, ten o'clock. Huh? Yeah, and and you got, and you, it's adequate that you got it. It's a must that you got to jumpstart your body with a good breakfast. It's a must. I tell people like this: uh, even if if, if you got to get up at five in the morning and eat, mm -hmm. get up and eat and lay back down. I tell people: people say, "Well, you're gonna lay down, eat, and lay down." Watch this here. After breakfast, sleep a while. After dinner, walk a mile. That's not my quote. That's somebody else's quote, but I live mm -hmm. by that. If, if, you, if, if you are still tired at 6 and 7 in the morning, that's fine, but get up and feed your body and lay back down. Mm. Your body's going to utilize all that because it's coming out of a, a, a fasting, fasting state. state. Yeah. But in the evening, you can't eat and lay down because at around 3, 2 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon, your, your metabolism is starting to do a downshift. You ever called a business at two, three in the afternoon and couldn't get nothing you can't done? Get, yeah, because exactly. everybody's doing this here. <laughs> because your metabolism is starting to shift. You're doing this here. You're looking at the clock. You're around the coffee pot trying to get that last shot of pick me up or what have you. Two to three in the afternoon, your body starts to do a downshift. That's why I tell my clients, three o'clock, don't eat any more carbohydrates. Starchy carbs, no more carbs after three o'clock. Eat your carbs early in the morning, and then that second meal, 11, 12 o'clock, get you some more carbs in. But once 3 o'clock get here, cut your carbohydrates. It's strictly vegetables and protein from there on out. Because your body's, your metabolism not going to fire back up to burn these starchy carbs you're putting in it late in the day. Mm -hmm. It's just going to store up its body fat, jack your blood sugar up. Next thing you know, you're, you're feeling lethargic. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, you're gaining weight because it, become a, it becomes a habit then. So what you want to do is Get the nutritional thing down. If you can get the, the rest thing down, mm -hmm. you'll be fine. You want to lose weight around your waistline, cut the carbs at 3 in the afternoon there and up go. your movement. Simple as that, Carl. That's it, man. Brother, that is just, that's great. That, that's, that's good stuff. Now I just got to do it, right? Yeah. I think that you, you hit all the major points, man. I, I can't thank you enough for being with us today. Mm -hmm. um, what else is there to say? Uh, Chris, I think we're done. Uh, we're, we're gonna, I don't know where we're at on the time, but uh, I want to thank everybody for, for joining us. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Thanks, Stan Leroy, man. How can my folks man. get in touch with my, you, bro? My man. Uh, Stan Leroy, uh, uh, my email is S-T-A-N-L-E-R-O-Y. Mm -hmm. S-T-A-N-L-E-R-O-Y-F-T at gmail.com. You can come see me at Team Resurrection. You can... Facebook, Team Resurrection. 
uh, th that's another thing. I have a team of people. All of my clients, we become a team. You'll see us in our logo shirts. It's called Team Resurrection. Resurrection just means that if you're something that's dying or something that's yes, lacks of days ago in your life and you're not ready to give up on it, you resurrect that thing, man. Bring it back to life. Bring it back to life, Bring man. it back to life. Because there's plenty of life left in you. Absolutely. Uh, you can give me a phone call, 314-495-3108. Uh, Send me a text message. Let me know who you are. And uh, we can power out from there, man. That's great. That's what man. I do, man. I'm all over the place, man. And I can I continue to try to be a, a pillar in society for us to help on, in the health uh, industry. Yeah. And uh, I'm just like you, man. I'm approachable. When you see me, approach me. That's fine, man. No That's matter where awesome. I'm at, man. But you That's can awesome. always catch me out there working out. That love it, bro. Mm -hmm. Thanks a million. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see y'all next time.